You're listening to Rama for Today. The characteristics of the childhood stage of spiritual development are similar to the physical, just like they are with the, the babes. What are the characteristics of a child naturally? Well, unsteadiness, curiosity, talkativeness is at least three of them. And you'll find that to be the case spiritually. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagen and his series on Growing Up Spiritually. I know years ago, I held a meeting for a full gospel minister, a very educated man, a man with an earned doctorate. Now, up to that time, I've never seen a larger personal library than his. There's no telling how many hundreds of volumes line the walls of his study from ceiling to floor. Well, being a bookworm myself, I was interested in looking it over. I read some of his books while I was there in three weeks of meetings. As we talked one day, he said, Brother Hagin, I'll be perfectly honest with you. There are some things that I've read that I wish I'd never read. They bother me. They hinder me, though I don't read them anymore. And he mentioned some of these books. They were religious books, but he said, I wish I'd never read them. It hinders my faith today. It hinders me in believing God today. Friends, it would have been better for him never to have built that into his inner consciousness, but he had. When I start reading something that takes faith out of me instead of putting faith in me, I have enough sense to lay it down right then. So be careful what you feed upon. There's a saying used in the area of man's natural diet. It said, you are what you eat. Now, the same thing is true spiritually. You are what you read. Now, let's go to another characteristic of a babyhood stage or state of development, both naturally and spiritually, and that is irritability. Babies are easily spoiled. And when they become spoiled, they become irritable. It's easy to spoil them to light so that you have to keep a light on. It's easy to spoil them to be handled and held. They're babies. But the Bible says something uh, about babies growing up. You know, David said in the 131st Psalm in the second verse, Surely I behaved and quieted myself as a child that is weaned of his mother. My soul is even as a weaned child. The Bible said concerning Isaac in Genesis 21, 8, and the child grew and was weaned. And Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. Now that ought to be a great day, that day when Christians grow enough to get off the bottle. But you know, friends, it isn't. It ought to be a feast day. Instead, it's a cry day. I know. I pastored nearly 12 years. It's no wonder to me at all that we're not doing any more in some of our churches than we are. If we do get a newborn babe in, you know, and get somebody saved, well, we don't have a bottle for the baby. Every bottle's already in use. The older babies are not going to give up their bottles. And every bed in the spiritual nursery is taken, and the older babies don't want to get up and give up their beds. I know one church I pastored. There were two ladies who lived next door to each other. They'd been saved. I don't know how long, but several years, baptized of the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues. 
But you see, that doesn't make you a full-grown Christian. They were the biggest babies in the world. You'd have to run after them, run after them, run after them. They wanted you to come and pet them. They would miss church Sunday just so you would come over on Monday and pet them. So I just quit. One of the deacons said something to me about it, and I said, Brother, if you want to go over there and visit them, you just go ahead. But I'm never going over there again. The longest day I live or the longest day I pastor this church, I'll never set foot inside their houses again. I'm tired of wasting my time with them. There are babies who want to stay babies. There are other people who can be helped, and I can spend my time with them. There are new people. Newborn babies, really bona fide babies that need to be visited. And others are getting saved who need to be taught. You couldn't have taught those old babies anything, so I quit visiting them. Never set foot inside the house. The remainder of the time that I passed the church, 18 months, I never set my foot inside the house. But you know what? When they saw that I wasn't coming again, they were more faithful to church than they'd ever been. They began to grow. But as long as I petted them and kept them babies and made them babies, they stayed babies. Now, we ought to grow enough spiritually so that instead of someone having to come and visit us and pump us up and prop us up and pray with us and feed us, we're able to be out helping others ourselves. When weaning time comes, we ought to thank God for it. Now, actually, if a child is weaned properly, when weaning time comes, it'll turn its face from the bottle. Now, if it isn't, you'll have a cry on your hands. If uh, you can just keep people on milk, they'll grow. Peter said, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. Now, I've actually had pastors say to me and trying to tell me I was giving their congregation a little too much. Now, Brother Hagin, I know my congregation should be better than they are, but you have to be careful. All they can take is a little milk. All I ever feed them is a little milk. I said, no, you haven't even given them milk. You've been pastor here 30 years. If they'd been getting milk, they would have grown. Peter said that we would grow thereby. They didn't grow, so they weren't even getting milk. They were just getting what we call down in Texas, Blue John. Now, Blue John is milk with all the cream taken out. Babies are easily frustrated, easily distracted, easily hurt. The Lord wants to bring us to the place where we are not so easily frustrated. He wants to bring us to the place where we are not so easily distracted, and He wants to bring us to the place where we are not so easily hurt. And the only way we can get out of that babyhood stage of spirituality is to feed upon the sincere milk of the Word and grow out of it. Desire the sincere milk of the Word that ye may grow thereby, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. God wants us to grow. Peter said it, and uh, Paul said it. We've uh, talked about the babyhood stage or state of Christian development, spiritual development, very similar to the natural development. And uh, so let's talk about the childhood state. Notice there the expression in Ephesians 4.14 where it said that we henceforth be no more children. Now here Paul is talking about spiritual children. You know, he wrote this letter to the church at Ephesus, and we know they had at least 12 men in that church because Acts 19.7 tells us about 12 men, and I'm sure they had more. When Paul said that we henceforth be no more children, he wasn't talking about that they should be no longer 
children physically, but he was talking about that they should be no longer spiritual children, but uh, that they should grow up spiritually and out of the childhood state of spiritual development. Now, the characteristics of the childhood stage of spiritual development are similar to the physical, just like they are with the, the babes. What are the characteristics of a child naturally? Well, unsteadiness, curiosity, talkativeness is at least three of them. And you'll find that to be the case spiritually. You'll find that to be the case. So let's talk about those three characteristics of the childhood stage of spiritual development. First of all, unsteadiness. Now, as I said, my son, an uh, ordained minister of the gospel, working with me and been in the ministry a number of years. But yet, I know when he was a boy of, you know, 12, 13, somewhere along in there, one time I told him to mow the yard. Well, the way he grabbed that lawnmower and lit out, you'd have thought that he'd have it mowed in 30 minutes. That was back there in the days when we had push mowers. The uh, yard wasn't too big. He could have mowed it in 45 minutes if he'd kept at it. Well, I had to go to town to tend to some business. When I came back after about an hour and a half, there sat the mower in the middle of the yard. He'd have made about two strips after I'd left. And I began to look for him. I asked my wife where he was. I don't know, she said. Didn't he go with you? She thought he went with me. I said, no. And I looked to see if I could find some boys playing ball on the corner. I knew if they were that that's where the, he'd be. Well, they were, and he was. He was unsteady. You couldn't depend on him. And as has been said many times, you can't put a grown head on a child. Well, it's true, you can't. Well, the same thing's true spiritually. Then again, a mother tells her young daughter, I want you to do the dishes and sweep the kitchen. I'm going next door for a little bit. Well, the daughter starts out all right, but when the mother returns, the dishes are unwashed or half done. She can't find Mary anywhere. So she goes outside and begins to call her. After a while, she goes to another one of the neighbors, and Mary's there playing dolls with Susie. Children in the natural are unsteady, unreliable, impressionable, spasmodic, Spiritual children are the same way. You know, when a new pastor comes to a church, everyone comes. I've gone to pastor a church, and people would gather around me, pat me on the back, shake my hand, and say, Brother Hagin, I want you to know I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I'm behind you. Six months went by, and I didn't see them. Nine months went by, and I didn't see them. I thought, well, now they're behind me because they said they were. Well, you see, the trouble was that they were so far behind me, I could never reach them. They were too far behind to do any good. Then I know, as an evangelist, I went out on the field after pastoring 12 years. Went from church to church, holding uh, meetings in churches, church meetings as we call them, for several years. And the first service or two, some people would get right in, shake my hand, hug my neck, and tell me, bless God, I'm with you, I believe this is it, we're going to have a meeting. Then we'd run two or three weeks without seeing them again. The last Sunday night when the pastor would announce that we've closed or were closing, I've had them to run up to me, look at the pastor like he didn't know what was going on, and say, he's not going to close this meeting, is he? Well, you see, friends, as far as they were concerned, he'd been closed all the time because they hadn't even been coming. You see, they were so unreliable. Well, now cheer up. 
If you'll feed on God's Word, we're going to tell you how in these lessons. You can grow out of that stage of spiritual development, childhood stage of unreliability, and become reliable. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources, including messages that expound on this week's subject. Visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. This month's package starts out with the one CD from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, How to Train the Human Spirit. Also in this offer is Ken Hagan's book, It's Your Move. These two resources are for the discounted price of $10. That's $9.95 in savings. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. If you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. You know, I want to thank all of you that are partnering with us. Uh, you help us so much to be able to go all over the world and preach. You say, well, what's a word partner? Well, a word partner is somebody that sends a donation in once a month, uh, uh, just whatever they can afford to send in, and it helps us. And if you want to find out about it, you can go to rhema.org and slash WPC and find all about that. But I want to thank all of you that are helping us. We have so many of you out there. And when we're out doing the Crusades, so many of you are coming up and saying we watch you and, we, and, and that you're a partner with us. And we so appreciate that. So anytime we're out in a crusade, we all, after we finish speaking, we always stay around and we talk to, talk to you. So come on down and talk to us, okay? We stay around the front. So let me thank you. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing series. That's next time on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.